more is better, right? More is better. Like, well, if, if I did this good with a thousand kilometers a week, what if I did 1100 kilometers a week? Yeah. And then I maybe even cut my nutrition. I don't want we're not going to get into nutrition today. This is more about recovery, but it definitely goes hand in hand as well. What's up, folks? Jordan Cobert, co-founder and CEO of The Breakaway, here with Christian Vandeveld for episode three of the Simple But Not Easy podcast. We're going to talk about the unspoken thing today. It's the thing that no one wants to admit, talk about, think about, but you just want to put it to the side and pretend you never have to deal with it, and that is rest. Rest and recovery. We all think about our workouts, we think about the training and how we can go harder and push ourselves, but if you're not balancing that with the right amount of rest, you're not getting the most out of your time, and, and you might even be giving yourself, doing yourself a disservice or a detriment. So Christian and I jump into it here. We talk about recovery, sleep, rest, and all those kind of nasty things that we don't want to think about, and that's it. Hopefully, you'll learn something. I definitely learned something that I'm going to try out over the coming weeks and months for myself on my own fitness journey, and hopefully you all get the same. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, Jodo. Welcome back to your closet. Back here recording in the closet. That's my soundproof space in the house. Yeah, this seems to be the best place to do it is sitting on the floor in my little closet here. But um, yeah, we got, uh, what do we got? We got holiday coming up. We got 20 minute power challenge. Everyone's trying to see, set a baseline for the end of the season. So let's, let's talk today about, let's talk about rest. Let's talk about rest and recovery. Everyone talks about training. Everyone's busy. And the focus is always on what do I got to do? What workout do I do? But at the end of the day, age old statement, right? You get better when you rest, not when you work out. You, you know more about this than most from your, your professional days of being carried around like a child when you didn't want to have your legs work. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's, let's dive into that, man. I mean, with my upbringing, so my, my father was, uh, for those who don't know, was, was a two-time Olympian, one of the first pros as a cyclist. And so he was always beat into my head about rest, whether that be a nap, whether that be sitting, you know, don't, don't stand when you can sit, don't sit when you can lay down. It's always been there, you know, to a fault. It's sometimes, you know, not, not a fault. I, I did okay. But those kind of things as an adult now, I should say, let's say, <laughs> as opposed to a, as opposed to a low body fat man, baby. Exactly. More or less as, you know, as a husband, as a, as a father, somebody who has, you know, an active day, you know, whether it be bringing the kids to school and activities day to day, just life more. And I just, I am not doing the same kind of recovery as a professional cyclist. So I just want to put that out there. When it was a professional cyclist, it meant when you rested, you did literally nothing. You, you ate and slept and massage, maybe go chiropractor. I mean, if you had to go get your haircut, that was like, whoo, this is going to be a hard day today after, after the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so things have definitely changed, but yeah, but in hindsight, Jordan, I, I would say that some of the biggest conversations between most of my friends who are ex-pros is that how much we didn't rest enough at times or how we didn't recover from said workout or race. Injury was a big one that I never rested enough from. So yeah, I would say that one of the biggest takeaways from those conversations that we have having a beer now and talking about days of yore, I would definitely say that recovery and the lack thereof really hurt a lot of us. So, how, but then how do you manage that? That's actually scary for me to hear, right? Because you basically just said, hey, when my only job was to work out and recover, in hindsight, we actually didn't recover enough. 
Yeah, well, it's so, always it's like with everybody though. More is better, right? More is better. Like, well, if if I did this good with a thousand kilometers a week, what if I did eleven hundred kilometers a week? Yeah. And then I maybe even cut my nutrition. I don't want to. We're not going to get into nutrition today. This is more about recovery, but it definitely goes hand in hand as well. You know, if you're going to rest, you still have to eat well, eat clean. But yeah, let, let's keep it towards the rest side. And, and yeah, it, it's true though. So how do you, so how do we keep it sane for the rest of us, right? Because I mean, I think part of what I love what I love talking to you about this stuff is like you've you went to the Olympics. I don't even did you win a medal? No, no. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> but you still went twice, two or three times. Two. You've ridden all the Grand Tours. Like you've won world class bike races. So I love the fact that like, you know, what works at that level, but then you're also a normal person, more or less. Right. It's like you said, now you're kind of like the rest of us. So how do we, like, that's what I always find fascinating is like, how do I take those learnings and then apply that to my 30 minute Peloton workout or my hour and a half giant ride on a Saturday or explaining to my wife and kids why I need to spend two hours on the couch after my 45 minute interval workout and on, on Zwift, right? (laughs) So you guys look back and, and you didn't do enough maybe, or what if you could have done more, but like, what are the things that you think of now or that if you were you know when you and i are talking like what what should we be doing now for rest how do you make the most of it when you know that you know i get off the peloton and i got 17 minutes to shower and get the kids to school i would say the more you put into the bank the the harder the workout the longer the workout the more fatigue and damage you do to your body the more you need to rest it's it's very simple right you and the thing that we lose scope of is really like what you've done during that course of the week okay there's different types of fatigue. Let's say you only rode twice, but during that course of week, you were pulling all nighters. You were working your butt off, trying to get your business up and going. Daughter was sick. She got strep throat. All all these kind of things add into the equation that, okay, you only rode two times this week. I shouldn't be tired. I don't know why I'm so tired. Well, did you sleep this week? You know, did, did you, what what did you eat? You ate Arby's, you know, for, I mean, just those kind of things definitely will add up. So it's not just one thing. It's everything mixed in there. You know, I've, I've got to meet a lot of people who've got into the sport late from, you know, some car drivers and motorcycle racers, you know, and sometimes they're like, I don't, I don't know why I'm so tired or I, I, can, I feel like I'm at a plateau all the time. And you look at them like, dude, you are one of those human beings who has 25 hours in a day, you know, and you are always revving the engine. If you would just take a step back just a little bit, but you know, your lifestyle doesn't really adhere to that, but just taking a little bit back to thinking about what is going into this and not just what you're doing, either running swimming or biking, whatever that may be hiking. It's really just the full picture of your lifestyle put into one. I find it hard to go easier these days. So I have less time to work out. Right. Yep. And so I love, you know, I did a Zwift race last weekend, Peloton workouts, like that stuff. I, I'll go crush myself. Right. I'll go for, if I get an hour to go ride a mountain bike in the summer, I'll go as hard as I can. You know, back in the day we do, we do hours of, of low intensity rides. Right. Those are some of the best rides where you're just winter riding, chatting with your friends, yep. right. No real tension talking um, shit on the pedals, talking shit. I think I still got dropped. But those were mellow, right? And now I'm like, I don't have, like you said, if I ride three or four times a week, I want each of them to be feel like I want each of them to be fitness building, right? And, yep. and the reality is you need these peaks and valleys. You need to stress your body and then you need to relax and, and, and go easy. And I feel like that's harder for people, busy people, like you said, 25 hours, trying to put 25 hours in a day to say, hey, tomorrow go ride, but you're going to finish that ride. You should finish that ride and feel like you maybe even didn't get a workout. Yeah. That, but that's actually good for you. Agreed. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that point up because I'm the same, Jordan. I, I 
And I think that was the biggest luxury of retiring is being able to go out and smash myself because I don't have to ride tomorrow. It doesn't matter. So if, if I just absolutely destroy myself right. for an hour, hour and a half, it doesn't matter. And I think that's really the definition of a pro in an amateur, right? The amateur doesn't have to ride tomorrow. So they go kill themselves. They don't have to ride for this next week if they don't really want to. So the professional needs to be able to back that up. If maybe it's the end of their block and they have a rest day, but still, they still have to back that up and they continuously ride seven days a week. Even if yeah. it's a rest day, they're still riding their bike. So I think that's the biggest difference. The, the difference what I think you're going towards is when you truly are starting to do that day after day after day, going hard, going hard and not giving yourself any kind of recovery. Right. And then you will start, you maybe have a, a massive progression doing that, but then you are eventually going to plateau and most likely start to de de degenerate your body just because all you're doing is ripping it to shreds. So and that's where the rest really comes into play. And that, but there's a balance there too, right? Cause so much, totally. like you just said, sometimes like, you know, okay. And there were days this fall where I was tired, but I had a window to get out and the trails were really good, <laughs> you know? And, and I knew that from a fitness level going up and doing this ride, where I got to do a 1500 foot climb to go, to go ride these trails is not great for me. Right. Cause my legs are tired, but I'm like, I just want to go do it. Like the trip, you know, I'm having so much fun. And so you got to find that, you got to find that balance. Cause you, like you said, like, I'm not being paid to ride a bike. It's okay. If I'm more tired. Right. And the mental to me, so much of it is about, I mean, you know, this, like most people who retire, it's not their body's stop. It's their, their mind. They, they, they don't want to do the training, the stress, right. You, they're just, it's, it's a lot to take on year after year, decade after decade. And I feel like for the rest of us mortals, now it's all about the mental, right? If you, like how much fun is it when you just want to go out and go hard? It's hard. It's fun to go hard and go fast. No, I love right? it. As opposed to saying like, well, I shouldn't because today's supposed to be a, <laughs> I mean, that's the worst I hear is anyone who doesn't get paid or isn't, isn't like super serious about it. When it's like, well, I'm supposed to do this. Like, no, you're not supposed to, like you, you may want to, cause you want an outcome, but you're not supposed to, right? Like this is a hobby. This is, this is a passion. Yeah. But I will say that's a great point that you brought up. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're beat down on a Friday afternoon, but the trails are amazing. It's beautiful weather. You want to get out for a, a bike ride, go do it. You know, yeah. I, and I think what we're going towards is that you could get a lot of gain out of that. Even going under extreme fatigue, as long as you rest on the backside of that. Right. right. Good point. Yeah. So you could get gain. Like if you overload your system for a week or two weeks, as long as you're having a nice rest on the backside, you're going to see amazing gains on the backside and work yourself way, way back up. It should be, Alan, let me always say it, it should look like a whip, you know, the ups, downs, ups, downs, as long as you're gradually going uphill and to the right, we're, we're doing everything right, but it's never linear. It's never going to go straight up. So you yeah. need to have those peaks and valleys, but as long as it's slowly going up, then we're doing okay. Week, weekends, I feel like are a great example of that because most people get their you know, whatever your big, big workout is, your big ride, your big run, like it's going to happen on, for most people. It's going to happen on the weekends. Right. Which yeah. is like, you know, by the time I hit Saturday, I'm tired. Right? It's been a long week, right. Between everything else. So it's like, I'm not rested going into that, but I'm not going to miss that window. Right. Because, and I'm not going to go do it. You know, for me, a big ride is two, maybe two and a half hours on the weekend. Right. I'm not doing that on a Tuesday. That's going to happen on Saturday or Sunday. And if my wife agreed to Saturday's my day, it doesn't matter if I got two hours of sleep Friday night, I'm going. <laughs> right. But that's, I hadn't thought about that, that, that you can still make up for it. So that just means like, all right, you know, really try to rest for a few days. And I think that's the difference for a lot of people too. like rest for people I talk to. They're like, well, yeah, I took yesterday off. Right. And so, so first of all, it's, it's one day, right. Which isn't, that's not, might not be enough. Right. And then, okay, let's dig into that. What's what, what does off mean? Well, off meant 
I went for a hike with my kids and then we went out to lunch and then I did some work in the garage for a couple hours. And then, you know, and then you start to look at off and it's like, okay, well, you weren't working out, but not recovering. And again, we're not, not going to all sit with our legs elevated for four hours, but you have to, if that's an off day, you probably need two or three of those quote off days yeah. to recover from a big effort. Yeah. And I think mostly it's Monday morning means that you're in the office for eight to 10 hours or at home or stress, some, some kind of stressor is on your yeah. life. You're not, you're not just sitting carefree on a Monday watching Netflix. And if you are, I want to hang out, you know, I, <laughs> I want, I want to be your buddy, but, uh, but I really was thinking that more, the biggest thing that we could possibly do for you and I, everyone most likely listen to this is sleep. Cause that's the only outcome that we could truly change because our day-to-day life, let's, let, let's face it. It's not, we're not gonna be able to change too much of it because there's, there's wants and there's needs and there's things that just need to be, need to be done. I mean, no one's going to bring your daughter to school. You need to bring her to school. No one's going to pack up all these little things that add up to be a lot during the course of the day is going to happen no matter what. The best thing you could possibly do in my mind really is just get a half an hour more sleep. Try to get in bed just a little bit, work on your sleep hygiene. Don't bring your phone to bed. Don't watch TV, those kind of little things. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it truly does make a, a big difference. No, there's so much going on. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much going on in sleep right now in innovation and technology and all these different things, whether it's like sleep bands and tracking, smart mat. I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, there's, there's this stuff out there that is like, we could do like a whole thing on, on sleep and athletes because there is this notion of sleep fitness, right? Like we talk about, you know, you talk about physical, you know, we've talked about physical fitness all our lives, right? Like how, you know, my workout, my energy, and then you talk about mental fitness, right? Okay. How do I stay motivated and stay positive? Right. But then there's this, you know, you could do all that stuff, right. And if your sleep is crap, you're only, you're going to hit a ceiling pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the easiest one. And then the next one that's always hard to talk about is nutrition after that, you know, because there's so many different fad diets and I'm going to do on this one, I'm going to do I don't know, the whole 30. I mean, there, there's so many different nutrition, like just I, again, just fads. But if you just have a better, just basic nutritional lifestyle, I think that is probably the biggest one, maybe even better than sleep, honestly, but it's harder to do, harder to implement, right? So first and foremost, try to get some more sleep, whether it's just one or a couple of days a week, just be, you know, have it on the tip of your tongue that you're thinking or you're thinking about it all the time, just really just trying to make a point to do a little bit better. I think that makes a big dividend. Second of all, yeah, I think nutrition, trying to recover a little bit better, eating cleaner, staying away from the fast food stuff and sodas, all those kind of things that we all know to do, but sometimes slip up, especially when you are trying to just chill out or you're stressed or are you a stress eater? I'm kind of a stress eater at times. I'm, I've been uh, known for my handfuls. You know, I don't eat that much, but I had 45 handfuls of gnarly <laughs> stuff around the house. Oh yeah. No, I'm not a snacker, but I will. I probably eat too much at night, right? Because it's like your body, your metabolism slows down during the day, right? And so, like, what was the old adage? I think someone told me once it was like, "Breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper." You got right? it. Kind of be scheduling it that way, and and I'm probably the opposite. I'm literally the opposite, right? So, like, by the end of the day, I'll kind of like just probably eat seventy percent of my calories after five p.m., which is not ideal. But I think, I mean. Dude, we got holidays coming up, like awesome time to talk about sleep and diet because all that's going to crap. It's all for the last the two window. weeks of the year. Everyone's got these plans. I mean, this is the funny thing, right? It's like everyone's got plans for the year for, you know, end of the year is always like a time of reflection. Think about the year past. Think about the year ahead. What do you want to do? What kind of goals? Let's talk like, so, all right, dude, what's, we, you don't have even talked about this. Like, do you have goals for this year fitness-wise for 2022? 
Not really. I'm 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 thinking more of just getting through the holidays. Phone it, for, just gonna phone it in. No, I don't. I mean, I, I like having goals, and I really do. I mean, I I need them both my everyday work life and on the bike because I I still love love to ride my bike, but I still need a goal, or else I'm just kind of meh. I, those those days that I could ride, but I really don't have a reason to. I need mm-hmm. to have a reason to get out there. But yeah, I think through the holidays, first and foremost, which we should probably talk about, is having those small goals, even if you know maybe easy to obtain goals, right? So whether it be go to, go to the gym, if you have to travel, try to do something while you're out on the road, if you're at the in-laws, try not to lock horns with Uncle Eddie at the bar. You know, those are, those are kind of small goals there. For myself, you know, I'll be up in Chicago, obviously not going to be riding my bike. So just being able to go to the gym, maybe do a yoga class that I never do. The only time I ever do yoga is up in Chicago because there's nothing else to do. So, and actually like it. And it makes me upset about everything. <laughs> and I feel, I feel so much better. I'm like, ah, oh. anyways, having those kind of small things really help you get through the other side. And it makes it a lot easier on the backside to get going again. Cause we all want to have those big goals that we start January 1st. And again, right back into the fads, you see so many people drop off by the 15th of January. Don't be that guy. Let's, let's, let's start some, some real goals, but it first starts with making it easier for you to wade back into the water after the holidays. I think I'm, I'm trying to think about goals for next year. I've got a couple of events that I'm focusing on. I am kind of motivated to get to another level of fitness. I feel like I've been at like a decent level for the last couple of years, but I'd love to figure out a way to, to, bounce back up. So I've ever, you know, when you read stuff about, about goals, about progress, whether it's business books or self-improvement or fitness books, right. It's, it's all about the small things. It's not the big things, right? Like setting a giant goal is almost kind of like a recipe for failure, right? Like if I were to sit, you know, I've talked to a buddy, I'm like, if I set this goal, he's like, dude, you have, you have a job, you have families starting a company. Like you're setting yourself up for failure, right? For these massive goals that are just going to be so constraining. So for me, I think about it more as like, what are the little things that I can do, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, right? To feel like you're making progress. Cause that's what it's all about. If you're making like progress is a self-feeding cycle, right? If you're, if you're seeing improvement, then you want more improvement and you start to see the things that you've done that gave you improvement. And so you want to do more of those as opposed to, you know, I'm not a fan of the, super strict, don't do this for 30 or 50 days and really put yourself in some kind of a, you know, psychological or emotional cave. Cause you can't have that thing that makes you happy, whether it's super strict diet, you know, you watch all these super strict diets, right. People come out of them and then they just bounce right into something else. Right. Cause it's like, you've been deprived yeah. of something. And so it's like, what are the little, little things as you think about it? Right. Little changes you can make during the holidays. Right. Of just like, just don't do not like, you know, again, setting a giant ball for the holidays. Like I'm going to work out every day. Yeah. Oh, I'm on vacation. Like you're going to fail. Like, which is not going to happen, which is yeah. not going to happen. Right. But like little goals of like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll just make this small change and then feel better about that. So the sleep thing is let's go back though. As think, as we wrap up here a little bit, the sleep thing is interesting. So what's a homework assignment for sleep where someone could test out easily, right? Like, okay, I do a hard workout and I get way more sleep versus way less sleep or two nights. Like how, like, cause, cause that's one that I think that everybody talks about the workout we think about our workout, we wake up in the morning, right? And for, for a lot of us, what are the top three things we think about? We think about ourselves, our family, health, right? Just kind of the basics. We think about, you know, job, career, whatever you got to do that day. And then it's kind of like fitness. It's like, what am I doing today? What's, what, what's on the agenda? But we never think, have never woken up and said, what's my recovery plan for the next few days? Even on, <laughs> <laughs> So like, how, how do you shift that? And you guys did. I mean, that was kind of what, I mean, the stories of significant others dropping, dropping you all off closer to the place to have dinner and then parking the car, which thank God your wife's not here right now. Right. Like 
what's a what's a way for someone again like right now if you were going to say like hey i'm going to make a small change i'm going to think about sleep and just keep it easy keep, think about recovery it doesn't have to be sleep right like what would you say do try one of these two things yeah i, I think for for myself it's just being in getting ready for bed just that little bit earlier getting in bed reading a book something that's going to make me go to sleep put away my device don't look at my phone don't look at my anything like that in especially watch tv because i'm a total sucker if i get into a, a good series i'm not turning yeah. off until late you know and i always get so upset at myself for doing that but i, I love it I, I can't stop you know um yeah, so same i know it's going to happen before that though I, i'd really say through the holidays you're you're going into that i just stay in a routine and the same thing goes with your sleep just trying to go to bed that little bit earlier <laughs> stop drinking that little bit earlier during the holidays as well it helps a lot especially with your, your sleep those are the small and, things I think. And, but you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect like the next day you could sleep for two hours and still have a killer workout the next day, but the communal effect over time starts to wear you down. So it's, true. it's, it's not magic. It's not like tomorrow. You're just going to like wake up and be like, I'm going to rip the pedals off. No, it's, it's more the over time that's going to start seeing some progress in there and, and the way in the opposite way as well. That's a great point. So it's less about, I, I, I kind of forgotten that too. You're right. It's less about that one big night, go get 14 hours and see how you feel the next day. Right. Yeah. Cause if you do that, but the week before that you've been stressed, you're still going to feel crappy the next day. And then you're gonna be like, well, sleep doesn't matter. Screw you it, might, you, you actually might feel worse to be honest. You with you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the trend of gradual recovery. So, so homework assignment is play with recovery, play with seeing over the next few weeks, right? If you could balance stress and recovery, see what it feels like to wake up and think about your workout and how you're going to recover in the next few days, see what that feels like. Because that, because that is kind of the secret to, to, to progress and to seeing improvement. Yeah. Yeah. And routine, you know, if, if you, if you like to ride the bike in the mornings on every Saturday, try to ride if you can, you know, wake up maybe the half an hour earlier so it doesn't disrupt the family and any kind of tradition you have, but don't be selfish. But at the same time, if you have the possibilities to keep that routine going, do it. All right. Are you, so you're Chicago. Can you ride it all there? Is it, is it cold? No, I'm nor am I bringing my bike. It's, it's cold and nasty. I mean, I would love to ride. I'd love to go back and ride my, the roads I've ridden 5 billion times, but no, most of my riding buddies have, have moved on and there's no way I'm dragging my dad out there. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't see it happening. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Dude. Enjoy the holidays. Yeah. We'll catch up. All right. See you, everybody. Ciao. Thank you.